Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise the Lord, it's chat time. It is now time for us to discuss current events and scriptures. Praise the Lord. So I think we're going to do some current events. They're not real current, current events, but uh, some people sent this to me, and I want to just quickly go through it. So one of them is from Newsweek. An 11-year-old child prodigy has become one of the youngest ever college graduates after obtaining a bachelor's degree in physics at the University of Antwerp in Belgium. Laurent Simons from the Belgium city of Ostend got a higher distinction than any other student after he was graduating with 85%. Simons also completed the course after just one year instead of the usual three years. 
At 11 years old, Simons is now the world's second youngest graduate behind Michael Kearney, who received his degree in anthropology from the University of South Alabama in 1994 at the age of 10. So I wanted to know what that child prodigy was doing, Michael Kearney, because that was 10 years old at 1994. He's now 37 years old, and um, right now he's an American college professor and a game show contestant mm. <laughs> with, all, with all his smarts. He's known for setting several world records relating to graduating at a young age as well as teaching college students while still a teenager. Additionally, as a game show contestant, he won over $1 million. So um, Simons, who is the second youngest graduate, could have graduated even younger, but he dropped out of uh, the university in the Netherlands in 2019 when he was nine years old. And the, the officials refused to let him graduate before his 10th birthday on December 26th. But what, what is interesting about this article is that he becomes the second youngest graduate, graduate ever, and he plans to make humans immortal. Yeah, and yeah. he says, this is the first puzzle piece in my goal of replacing body parts with mechanical parts. Yeah. <laughs> Immortality, is that is my goal. I want to be able to replace as many body parts as possible with mechanical parts. I've mapped out a path to get there. You can see it as a big puzzle. Quantum physics, the study of the smallest particles, is the first piece of the puzzle, he said. Mm -hmm. And two things that are important in such a study is acquiring knowledge and applying that knowledge. To achieve the second, I want to work with the best professors in the world, look inside their brains, and find out how they think. Oh, please. Clearly, they're, I don't know. Clearly, he's a child. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly he's a child. And just to think that if you replace mechanical parts, uh, for biological parts, somehow you can prolong somebody's life. Your life is only prolonged as long as the spirit of life dwells within you. You have a perfectly whole robot <laughs> lying on the slab. You have to. But that's, that's not immortality. Uh, I mean, well, he's really. thinking in immortality I mean, in the sense that he can extend life indefinitely if he keeps replacing any part that fails. But I mean, the part that you'd have to replace is. Major parts, but, but like he, heart. Right, but he's lungs. thinking that he can always... He, he's thinking like Mao Zedong. When Mao Zedong took the people from the village that fit his uh, biological type, whenever his heart or whenever he would have a failure of an organ, he would just harvest the organ of the, of the whoever his donor was, although they weren't willing donors, he would harvest that particular organ. And by that, he prolonged his life longer than what I guess was anticipated, but until the spirit of life, uh, unless it dwells within you, you can't guarantee that you're going to be immortal. That's, he's thinking like a child. He's thinking body parts equals life. No, the spirit of life is what gives you life, which is why you can have people who are living and they've had arms amputated, legs amputated. You have people who are 
uh, living, you might have a mechanical heart one year and, and, and die the next. You might have people who have perfect, perfectly healthy hearts and they pass away in their sleep. Or, or they suddenly have some type of a, a adverse reaction and, and they just die. It's the spirit of life. It's what the Lord has instilled within us that keeps us alive. And he's made the mistaken, uh, uh, he's taken the route and he's made the mistake of thinking that body parts Equal, equal life. Equals life. Mm-hmm. He's a child. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So moving on, I got another uh, article, and this comes from the Christian Post reporter, and it's a, and the inventor of the Myrna vaccine is concerned over adolescents receiving the vaccine, and he put out his, he put out his opinion on YouTube, and YouTube removed the video. His name is Robert Malone, Dr. Robert Malone, and he helped develop the Myrna vaccine technologies, and he speaks out about his concerns of, of vaccinating young adults and kids. And um, he, not too long ago, was on uh, doing an interview with Tucker, Tucker Carlson on Fox News, and um, he said that he's, he's got concerns to, to vac- vaccinate young children and adults who are not high risk for COVID-19. One of my concerns are the government is not being transparent with us about those risks, what they are. And I'm of the opinion that people have the right to decide whether to accept vaccines or not, especially since these are experimental vaccines. That's what I'm saying, they are. What a lot of people forget, these are experimental vaccines. And I saw recently uh, Dr. Fauci talking about um, while they're still working on this vaccine and they're still, the CDC is still thinking about uh, passing it as an actual official vaccine. But they they're really slow do in doing that. Right, they're because, they, because they're testing it out on the general population. But here's the problem. He, this doctor isn't the only one that has come to this conclusion. They have determined that children basically don't need it at all because their immune system, however it works, is, is more than sufficient to protect them. They actually feel like they are harming them if they give them the vaccine. But what did they do in Washington, D.C.? They amended their, their laws so that children from 11 years old and upwards can get a vaccine without the parents' consent. They determined according to certain guidelines, whether they're capable of giving their consent, which I don't think 11-year-old can give anything. And then they have instructed the insurance companies not to report it. They have instructed the doctors, uh, like in the hospitals, whatever, not to put it on the, the, the history. Now, this is really weird. And not to tell the parents. And so the parents... There are about like four of them. They're suing. And the reason why they're suing is because if they don't know that the child has been vaccinated, when they have an adverse reaction, they won't even know why. Right. Well, you know, you know you've heard of the younger children uh, having um, myocarditis after receiving the vaccine in the, in the youngest kids or that uh, pericarditis, which is the inflammation around the heart of the heart or the membrane of the heart. And, you know, they say that it's generally mild and it will go away, but, you know, they don't know. No, because it, I feel sorry know. for this uh, couple 
they had their high school son vaccinated. He was a soccer player, and now he can't even play. He, he, his, it just it has such a negative effect upon his his body. And I heard that uh, I don't know if it was Johnson and Johnson. They said that one person, you know, they people are becoming uh, susceptible to being paralyzed. You know, they mm -hmm. have symptoms of paralysis, and and right. I think there were a, a couple people that did become paralyzed. And then they'll say something result. like this. Well, it's, it's only like a hundred out of whatever. I said, but you don't want to be in that 100. Right. So That's there was the this, there was this young, They'll young, say, oh, it's, it's rare that that happened. Right, but you don't want to be that You don't want to be the person. one rare person to get it. Right. So this young man, he's Isaiah Harris, and he's a healthy 18-year-old male from Arkansas, and uh, he developed myocarditis after receiving the second dose of Pfizer vaccine in April. And he felt sick and feverish at first after a second dose, but then he had trouble breathing, and he was rushed to the hospital to find out what his parents, his parents found out that he had a heart attack. You know, he had a heart, he was, he, right. they had a heart attack. That's what, that's, that's what I'm saying now. That's so now he's recovering. And he's, he was interviewed, and then he was saying that, yeah, I believe President Biden, Biden said in a recent statement if, that if you, haven't, if you aren't vaccinated, then you'll end up paying the price, or you'll have to wear a mask. But he said, I would rather have COVID than a heart attack. That, exactly. Now, this is what I'm saying. Now, these 11-year-olds who were uh, and up, 11, 12, whatever, who are vaccinated, and then the parents aren't aware of it. Now, supposing one of their children had these symptoms, they would have had, they, the parents said, we would not have had any idea that the reason why they're going through this is because they received the vaccination. And even if they arrived in the hospitals, the doctors wouldn't know because they deliberately keep it out of the medical records. Now, why would they want to do something like that? And the insurance companies are told not to inform. And so that's why they're suing because Anything could happen, and you will be in the dark. I wish I and they And they were saying that the children, out of all the deaths, there might have been 300 children that maybe were affected. They just have a, a natural immunity. So they're saying, so why would you give them a vaccination? Yeah. So anyway, moving on. Another article that was sent to me is about Pope Francis, and he's comparing the work of a U.S. priest whose ministry affirms LGBTQ people to the work of God. He said in an encouraging letter to a U.S. priest known for his ministry affirming the LGBTQ Catholics, comparing his work to Jesus and God. And um, this letter comes in the wake of more oppositional moves from the Vatican that were authorized by Francis on the topic of gay rights. And it adds to the confusion facing many LGBTQ Catholics and about where the pontiff stands eight years after he said, "Who am I to judge?" So well, um, it's not judging; it's the word of God. It's, um, it's not judging. The Pope said to parents of gay kids, "Let them express themselves." On a flight to Rome in 2018, Pope Francis said, "Children show homosexual tendencies should be treated with understanding and not be condemned or ignored." Um, the Catholic Church still promotes conversion therapy. Um, and conversion therapy most commonly consists of psychotherapy from mental health professionals or religious counselors in an attempt 
to change someone's sexual orientation or sexual identity. It's, it sounds like the Pope was saying, you know, uh, uh, if you see these tendencies in your in your child, you don't ignore the child. That's still a soul. That's what it's. That's how I take it. But you know, the, you know, tell that to parents uh, who were in the spa and, and the transgender walked in and flashed everybody. <laughs> you know, it's like. <laughs> You know, sometimes they find it hard to be sympathetic because it just goes against everything that you think to be normal. Yep. So anyway, Virginia school board halted public comment on a controversial transgender policy and two were arrested not too long ago. A Virginia public school board meeting resulted in two arrests and silenced public comments after a heated discussion erupted regarding uh, new transgender policies, which conservative activists called psychological child abuse and a total fraud. It is. But you know, I, I think what people might not realize, there's a difference between transsexual, transgender. If you're transsexual, you have the operation. So therefore, a, a transsexual uh, male or uh, female, you wouldn't really know that they were biologically say born a male now they're a woman or biologically born a woman now they're male you can't tell so when they go to these uh, restrooms they blend in but a transgender is somebody who says in their mind I feel like I'm a woman and the full-blown six foot three bearded male everything intact all genitalia there but they say but I feel like a, a female and then they walk into a woman's bathroom and right away people feel threatened because it's transgenders in their mind but they ref- they haven't gone through any sexual alteration nothing they're just saying I'm cuckoo basically is what they're saying <laughs> <laughs> all right moving on so this article came from christianheadlines.com and it says the Biden administration issued a letter to educators across the nation warning against the discrimination of transgender people. According to the Christian Post, the letter titled Dear Educator was released on the 49th anniversary of the implementation of Title IX, which was created to provide equal opportunities for women and girls in education. Acting Assistant Secretary for the Civil Rights at the Department of Education who authored the letter explaining to educators that Title IX's protection against sex discrimination encompasses discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity. Um, so what what would happen? I mean, it's a warning. I don't know if, well, if, if I, the letter said what is going to happen to you if you well, violate. Well, I think the people should just try it out and see because some of these things are just, they're just too insane. They're just too crazy for a person to, with any type of common sense to accept and definitely for any Christian to say that it's all right because it's not. And so I'd rather believe God and I'm not going to sit there and succumb to a lie simply because somebody thinks it's politically correct. It's like when the king went around butt naked and everybody complimented him on his clothing and a child said, the king don't have no clothes on. <laughs> and then everybody said, the king doesn't have any clothes on. You know, he, he's naked. But until somebody stands up and says, these laws are stupid, 
And, and, you, and you, you're passing legislation based upon a person's imagination. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. So now, in addition to the letter, a fact sheet highlighting multiple examples of discrimination based on gender identity and sexual identity um, was provided. One example asserted that if a principal instructed a high school level transgender girl wanting to use a girl's restroom to use the boy's restroom, the principal's actions would be considered discrimination under Title IX. Right, so you tell that big fullback, you can go right there into the girl's bathroom and use it. Why? Because you just think you're a woman. That is so ignorant. And that's so ignorant. And then this uh, came from Fox News. Parents are, are pretty soon, because of Evers, are, are going to be able to select a gender-neutral option on, your, on the birth form of a birth certificate. Now, Starting ju- this month, birth forms in the state, which help generate birth certificates, will include the option for parent-parent, parent giving birth, and mother-father. So Governor Evers said that the change reflects his administration's commitment to gender-neutral terminology and recognizing that Wisconsin families are diverse and should be valued and respected. Yep, just shows that Democrats are crazy. So this month it's available in English, Spanish, Hmong. Right, just, you know, well, whatever. Floats your boat. (laughs) And from the New York Times, uh, the officials are expanding a ban on taxpayer-funded place travel to places that have enacted anti-LGBTQ legislation. California will ban state-funded travel to Arkansas, Florida, Montana, North Dakota, West Virginia in response to anti-LGBTQ legislation and, and I bet in those places. And I bet you they're saying, good, stay in California. You don't have to come here. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they don't care. Right. I'm Who sure would? You know, care. that's so silly. You don't want to bring that nonsense here. I don't want my children exposed to that kind of madness. Stay right where you are. Right. That's what they said in Africa. You just leave. That's your problem, not ours. Don't bring that mess over. There was a 13-year-old from San Diego the, whom officials invited to speak recently at a conference said that the ability to feel safe, play sports, and get any care he needed wasn't political in no small part because of where he lives. Being trans is just a small part of who I am, he said. I know I'm lucky to live in California. Uh, well, that's right, you stay there. But, <laughs> but here's, the, here's the thing, if you're transgender, that's fine, but the norm, you know, the, the values, you just can't go waltzing in places where people feel, where your presence are automatically gonna make them feel threatened. That's, that's just how it is. Well, you I don't mean, have no privacy, Right, nothing. yes, that's crazy. And this woman said it was her six-year-old daughter. Mm. And the man sat down, and she said, and deliberately exposed himself. Mm. And, and, and she had to take her daughter out of there. But I, I, I think, I don't know. Oh, and it created a, a, a type of a riot scene because you had the LB, LBZYQ on yeah. one side, and you had the people, the parents on the other side, and they even had physical conflicts, you know, where the police had to break them up and break, break them apart. But you can see where it's going to cause a problem because it's, I finally see where the I'm looking at and listening to fathers who are saying, my daughter's not going to get exposed to that. Mm-hmm. You know, fathers are starting to stand up and saying, no way. 
I'm not going to have no men and right. no six foot yeah. five, 235 right. pound guys in the bathroom. Right. And he said it doesn't work the opposite way. If you tell a, a, a man well, a woman's going to walk into the bathroom naked, they'll say, fine. Let her walk, walk on me. Because they don't feel physically threatened. <laughs> <laughs> this is all right with me. Yeah. <laughs> And this article came from the Christian Post reporter. It says that a pastor, Anthony Williams, um, was calling, this is from Illinois, an Illinois pastor who lost his son to gun violence in 2018, urged President Joe Biden to sign an executive order declaring violence a national public health crisis. You know. And like, uh, what, what's that going to do? Yeah, okay. So you don't need an executive order to know that it's a, a, a crisis. What do you do then? I mean, especially since they're yelling defund the police. <laughs> I mean, what, what, what are you going to do? So the very person that he wants to sign the order is saying that we need to take money from the police and place it someplace else. So what's that going to accomplish? They he need said to, this is not a black problem, a white problem, a red problem, a, a yellow problem. It's a spiritual problem. This is an American problem. No, it's a spiritual problem. No, it's a spiritual problem. problem. Because it's all over. They're going to have to turn to the Lord because left to their own devices, men, and I'm saying men, oh, I guess this is politically correct. When I say <laughs> men, I'm talking people. about people, people in general, they go astray. Yeah, and I, I have a couple more art- current events that we can't get to today, but uh, maybe we'll do it next next week. Yes, praise the Lord. And let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Now, today's verse of the day comes from 1 John 3 and 18. My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but indeed and in truth. Now ain't God all right? God is all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, when did Christ die for the ungodly? And the answer is, when we were yet without strength. And the answer can be found in Romans chapter 5, verse 6, which reads, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. This week's food for thought is, what is one reason when you pray and ask God for something and you don't get it? What's that reason? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.